Keeping it real, keeping it real. I'm your host, keeping it real. Reverend Al Shopton, Antoine Seawright is our co-host, 187-7532-5797. Let's go to San Francisco to David. David, you're keeping it real with Shopton and Seawright. Hey, thank you, Reverend, uh, and um, Happy New Year. Happy hey, New Year to you. Uh, hey, hey. Is the uh, is the action network going to be running any candidates this year? We don't run candidates. We we are a civil rights organization, not a political organization. Okay. Well, reason I ask, um, I, I was going to raise the issue of you know how the modern GOP is really tearing apart what was called the social contract, and you're probably familiar with the social contract that. Yes. You know, in, in, in 1776, the king pretended that he was put in charge by God, and, uh, and he was supposed to look out for every sparrow, but he was taking all of the tax money, which was supposed to go toward uh, redeveloping the 13 colonies, making, uh, you know, town squares and roads and bridges and all sorts of different things, and he was taking all that money back to London and having a party with it. So he mm. was not living up to the, the social contract. And for years, uh, the kings have been uh, brought down because of the social contract. Uh, you know, Louis V, or was it Louis the? I'm forgetting the one in France with the French Revolution, but the idea that they were just having vast parties and not doing anything for the average person. So when you start looking at uh, the famous King Leopold a hundred years ago, he was the evil king from Belgium that took over a section of Africa called the, and he named it the Belgian Congo, and he was basically just slaughtering everybody down there. If they didn't work, they'd get their hands cut off; uh, otherwise, they'd be executed. And uh, the uh, movie Apocalypse Now was uh, an offshoot of that uh, that uh, a book by Joseph Conrad about that. And King Leopold was uh, was so ugly, but so powerful in his uh, in his way of doing that that he uh, he made jealousy of the Mussolini. And Mussolini developed the corporate state based upon what King Leopold had done, where the, the corporations didn't have to have a social contract. They just needed to, you know, prove to their shareholders they were making money, and they didn't have to provide anything for the average person. And uh, in the case of King Leopold, all of the people that he had within that empire, the uh, Belgian Congo, they were his property. And not even like slaves, they were simply his property. There were no laws that, uh, uh, no Belgian laws that held in, in the Belgian Congo. It was his private estate, and he could do whatever he wanted on his private estate. And so, like I say, the rise of fascism, the corporate state, that was developed because of jealousy of what uh, King Leopold had done in ripping apart the social contract and then just corporations have their way with uh, uh with the the people and you look at the modern gop at this point they're uh they're refusing to come up with the budget 
They don't want to repair roads and bridges. They don't want to have an infrastructure bill. They don't want hospitals. They don't want schools. They don't want anything. They want if there are going to be schools, they're going to be private schools, and they're going to dumb them down and burn the books. So, uh, yeah, I'm just raising that issue of if uh, the, the way to rip that apart is to have people run for uh, either secretary of state of a given state or county clerks, uh, you know, the uh, county clerks can issue a business license or they can refuse a business license. And if we go to uh, 1776 logic, they didn't want to be recolonized. They didn't want some faraway uh, king uh, telling them that all the tax monies could be sucked out of the county or the state. In 1789, you couldn't have a bank across state lines. There were uh, they, they refused to allow banks to do business across state lines because that was colonization. And uh, and so nowadays we've gotten to the point where these banks and these uh, uh, corporations are just looting whole areas. Uh, you know, even the local gas station is overcharging in gas and, you know, they have uh, uh lousy uh, grocery selection and driving the grocery stores out of business. And, uh, you know, people got to drive 50 miles sometimes to get to a reasonable sized grocery store. And so it's colonization all over again. And the idea of running candidates for secretary of state or running uh, as county clerks even uh, is going to be a powerful opportunity. Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> thank you for your call. I think one of the things we do, we don't run candidates, uh, is that we do give report cards uh, on okay. uh, candidates and incumbents running, and we're certainly going to do that this year. I think, Antoine, that uh, one of the things that we can see uh, that uh, David brings to mind is these Secretary of States uh, that are now being challenged because uh, in Colorado and in Maine, taking Trump off the ballot, but it shows, again, the power of the vote even in local elections uh, because it's not just the president. It is down to the governors and the secretaries of states and the mayors and the state legislators. I had uh, Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, on uh, Politics Nation last night. It's, it's where the rubber meets the road on the local level people need to also be voting about. Well, Reverend Al, I, I live by the idea that the closer your government is to you, the more important it is for you. And what we've seen, particularly uh, when we've seen cases that affect us in real time, whether it's George Floyd, whether it's um, uh, uh, Mr. Nichols, and all these other cases we've seen where we had the interaction with cops and so many other cases, it's been local elected officials that have decided the temperature and the tone of what happens going forward. And if you think about you hear a lot of people who don't have our best interest at heart talking, yelling, states' rights, states' rights. Well, the reason, part of the reason they're doing that is because a lot of these state legislatures are dominated by right-wing extremists who have pledged their allegiance to extremism and Trumpism. And so they want to push these issues to these legislative um, halls all across the country so they can make rec reckless laws and erode away at our fundamental freedoms. And so if there's one thing we have to do in order to shift the tectonic plates, 
around democracy and the things that we care about, it starts voting, voting in every election, not just the elections that happen every four years, but the ones that happen almost every year in some way, place, or form, some way, shape, or form. Whether it's mayor or dog catcher or water commissioner, there's an election somewhere that will have severe consequences on your everyday life. You know, I'm glad you raised water commissioner. You know, the uh, uh, Bechtel and Nestle's and all of these uh, companies have been trying to buy up the water rights. And I think Ecuador was a famous example where uh, the water rights were sold to a uh, Bechtel and uh, a foreign company. And they, they couldn't even collect rainwater off their roof without having to pay Bechtel. And, uh, and it got to be such an issue that they drove them out of the country. But apparently one-third, at least one-third of American water is now owned by privatized uh, corporations that are from Europe. Uh, they used to be a German company, and now it's a British company, which is straight back to 1776 again. Yeah. You can't even you have water without uh, having to pay England for the right to, to drink it. And uh, no, that's, that's that, uh, the, the private takeover of the water supply is true yeah. and troubling. Yeah, thank you for yeah, your call, yeah. David.